So when the truck backs up to the loading dock and drops his flyer off, it goes into an auger system. It goes into certain batch tanks. It goes, you, you chill it down, you chill the alcohol down, and then that goes into a machine that cycles every five minutes a certain amount of product, and over, over an hour's time, it can be up to 2,000 pounds per machine. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in the Raising Cannabis Capital Series, we are joined by John Sullivan, the Vice President of Product Development for ProcessSystemsDesigns.com. John, welcome to the MJ Bulls Podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, Great to uh, be with you. John, you're another example of someone whose background wouldn't necessarily lead us to believe you'd wind up in cannabis, but here you are. I've just reading a little through your bio, and I'm going to let you fill in the gaps, but the best part about it, I think, is you invented Fluffy Soft, which is the number one selling cotton candy in the world. Tell us a little bit about that. So uh, at the time, I was working at Georgetown University School of Medicine developing medical products, and I developed a first little heart and lung bypass machine for infants. And my sister had a little supply company. She came to me one day, and she said, hey, Raymond Brothers, one of my customers wants you to develop a new cotton candy machine. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I don't even know what that is, but send send me the machine. I'll take a look at it. So over time, I, I automated it and eventually developed a robot, started in my basement, and uh, years later, built a factory. And next thing you know, I'm in 22 countries, and I'm the number one selling robotic cotton candy in the world. Tootsie Roll bought me in 2000. I stayed on as the vice president there for a couple of years. From there, I moved on to the next invention, which basically was electronic instruments. I was trying to develop a hydrogen recovery system for vehicles. So an engine is only about 20, 30% efficient. Most of it's going out the exhaust pipe. So I was going to reclaim that heat and convert it into hydrogen, but I needed a controller. So I developed this electronic controller, and I realized that, hey, this might work for electronics and, and racing. So I did a Hail Mary and just sent out a PDF of this thing to all the racing teams, and I got a call from Somebody called Hendrix Motorsports. At the time, I really didn't know who, I couldn't remember who Hendrix Motorsports was. Yeah. So this guy kept talking. He says, yeah, because 24 really likes your gauges. And I'm kind of playing along thinking, what's 24? Right? So he <laughs> said, Jeff. And I said, look, who's Jeff? He goes, you know, the guy in a Pepsi machine, Jeff Gord, he wants your gauges. I said, oh, okay. So uh, next thing you know, I'm down at the Daytona 500 putting gauges in Jeff, Jimmy Johnson, and Daryl Earnhardt's car. It was a huge success, and I sold that to my competitor, Autometer. So it, was, it was a fun story. It was a wonderful experience. You've lived the American dream twice. To back-to-back hits, awesome. And along the way, I see you have over 50 U.S. patents. So- yeah, I guess you could say I'm an inventor. This is something that I was born to do when I was a little kid. Anytime I had a screwdriver and a pair of pliers in my hand, I was at the junkyard looking for treasure. <laughs> Taking it back out of the TV, trying to figure out how they worked, or I'd drag a piece of equipment home, and a couple of years later, my mother would call the junkyard guy to come get all that stuff and bring it back. <laughs> oh, so I had very tolerant parents that let me just run wild on trying to understand science, and I've always been interested in science and technology. It's always been a passion of mine that I can never get enough of. Entered into this cannabis space within the last year, and it was pretty obvious to me that most of the processes were very labor-intensive, and they were very batch oriented and typically when you're running batch you don't necessarily get the 
type of repeatability that you'd like to see if you're running continuous operations. So if you're having a robotics background, I looked at the technology and realized that there has to be a better way. So, you know, for the last several months, what I've done is put together teams of different pieces of equipment that I needed to put a process together in which I could run at least 2,000 pounds an hour of flour using alcohol extraction and then be able to cover that. You should repeat, we should repeat that because 2,000 pounds of flour per hour is unheard of. That's amazing. So, you know, in order to do that, what you need is a continuous flow. And so the process that I put together basically takes some of the largest manufacturers in the world, and I put all their pieces of equipment together, but I control them with a computer. So when the truck backs up to the loading dock and drops its flyer off, it goes into an auger system. It goes into certain batch tanks. It goes, you chill it down, you chill the alcohol down, and then that goes into a machine that cycles every five minutes a certain amount of product, and over over an hour's time, it can be up to 2,000 pounds per machine. And so that flow rate goes out of that machine right into another machine, into another machine, and then finally to the final product. So nobody touches this product anywhere through the process. It's all done by computer. So you can change your recipe, change your batch cycle time based on different types of plants and, and configurations. So you have complete control of the process. Wow. And then the goal was, you know, we're working on, well, when you get to the very end and you've got this biomass, you know, how do you take the last little bit of alcohol out of it so it's not a hazardous waste? What we're looking to do is actually pressurize it one more time under hydraulic pressure and squeeze the last little bit of alcohol that's in that and pelletize it so it it can be made into a a burning product that we could then generate electricity to run the plant. That's our our long-term goal. So that's like from the time it arrives at the loading dock until it leaves, nobody touches it, and completely reused. I can see where this is going to be in a big demand, big demand. What we're looking at is with this farm bill that just got passed with the hemp, that you know, these people have thousands and thousands of acres, and so there's no way you can batch that. You have to have a continuous flow. Players that we're talking to right now are the big hemp guys as well as the big cannabis players as well because they both have the same problem, and that is is that there's only so much you can batch. You can keep adding machines and adding machines and adding machines, but you have to add a lot more bodies to those machines and liability associated with people pulling out heavy objects out of tanks. So by having this thing completely automated, you don't have those issues. We have servo control machines that are in sync with each other and in time with each other, so we know exactly which each machine is doing, so I can hit one button in the plant and shut the whole plant down. Well, it's re- you're really just taking what we're doing to the very next level, and the farm bill is just ramping everything up because the scale has just increased. In order to continue in this process, this is a very expensive up upfront cost for you to build all this out. Are you looking for partners, or how do you plan to, to grow this? You know, what we provide right now is a service uh, with the equipment, and what we've done is actually partnered with other companies that have the various pieces of equipment that that we need so we can put together a team of uh, multiple companies within our group that can come in to a large facility, and each person has a responsibility within their group of making sure that their equipment is run and processed. So, you know, you you have the, the extractor, and then from there it goes to the evaporator, then it goes to the distillery. Each one of those have to be properly sized for how much alcohol you're running through this process and how much you need to evaporate. 
Yeah, we realize that that's more than just a, a one-shot deal. And I know there's a lot of people trying to say, hey, we do it all. So we said, well, let's not be that person. We all have a specialty. Let, let me go put a team together. The same way you'd put a football team together, you need certain players to do certain positions and be really good at it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we've done is put this team together of qualified manufacturers that have been doing this for some time, and they have an expertise in what they do. So we asked the client, what is their long-term goal and how many pounds per day or per hour are they looking to be able to run through the process and then develop a system that has plenty of headroom so as they want to grow they add another shift or they can add another machine but we typically can give them enough headroom that they can run and get an ROI that's reasonable because of the fact that, that it's so efficient. Are you guys raising capital for this? No, most of the people that we're working with have their own capital. So what we do is provide this turnkey operation to come in and solve their problem, flow through automation. Most of the, the clients that we're talking to are well-funded, or they're seeking funding with this business plan of having this complete high-capacity flow through. I see. And you know, the, yeah, the problem with batching is that it takes a, a lot of time, and it also takes a lot of overhead. And with automation, it's a little bit more expensive up front, but your return on investment is much faster. Well, we've been speaking with John Sullivan from ProcessSystemsDesign.com, and all of their information is on the MJ Bulls website. So, John, thanks for being on the show today, and thanks for explaining all this to us. I have a feeling that you're going to be very busy over the next few months getting this system in a lot of different places. So good luck. Thank you very much. I look forward to it. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.